thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host, Cam. How is it going, everybody? How's it going, Kirk? Woo, woo, woo. It's yes. going great. It's going great. What if and when you said, how's it going, everybody, a mysterious voice, uh, a crowd of voices just started saying, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Woo. Not yeah, bad. It's not, not exactly bad. like it's happy. not exactly like that, like pretty unenthused. Uh, happy uh, happy Fourth of July. Yeah, exactly. This is Tuesday of a four day week, which is good. Always good. Never a bad thing. Never a bad thing to have less days on the grind. But um, yeah, welcome. Hope you had a good holiday weekend. Maybe you're still doing it. Maybe you're one of these people who who takes the day off before and after, like a smart person to get yes. full bang for your buck. Um, we are not that smart. We, we just continue to, to do not smart things. So, um, but we're glad to be here. We're on the stream for those of you who are joining on the stream. Thank you for being with us. We're excited to be back this week and, uh, we're back in podcast form as well. We are deep in the throes of just blockbuster season. I mean, truly, truly blockbuster season. And we got a brief reprieve this week because uh, the blockbuster that we're reviewing, still a blockbuster film, but in a different sense because it was streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And that movie is called The Tomorrow War. So That's right. we will be reviewing that film this week. We'll also be doing a schoolyard pick of Aliens because The Tomorrow War is an alien movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you didn't catch that from the promotional materials, it is. Um, Kirk's got a game. I don't even know what this game is. That's, that's how we like to, that's how we like to roll, but Kirk's got a game for us. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, Kirk, what else? I mean, tons of movie news, obviously movie and TV news ready to roll. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to do. We can't waste any time because we have got to open Pandora's box of oh, Lord. the tomorrow world. One of the tomorrow world. War. There it is. <laughs> I was like, eh, almost, almost. Um, you see, the sequel of the Tomorrow War. Ooh, okay. The Tomorrow World. The Tomorrow World. I like that. You might yes. be right. You might be right. Um, I think so. We'll talk about all things Tomorrow War. We'll talk about is there even potential for a sequel? You know, I, I haven't even I haven't even put any thought behind that. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about everything there is to know about that. We got tons of movie news. We're gonna play a game. We're gonna do schoolyard pick. Oh my goodness. We got so much going on, but so much. Happy Fourth of July! I feel like it's sad that um, it's always sad Fourth of July for me. It triggers this like old response of whenever I was a kid in school and sort of thinking that summer is like over. You know that? <laughs> Did you ever get that feel? Like whenever Fourth of July came, you're like, oh man, it's all uphill from here. Like we're there's 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 no turning back. Where school is just coming. It's coming rapidly. Yeah. There's no avoiding it. I was at, at, on Friday of last week. Someone had left something on the copier and I was like, oh, what's this? And it was school supplies for their kids. Oh. I was like, no. That still <laughs> strikes fear into my heart. Like I get yes. angry when I walk into Target and they've got the grab your, you know, your district school supplies list based on your grade. I'm like, how dare you? Let these kids live. Let them live for God's sake. Yes. I would rather um, uh, buy into the teachers buying my stuff, you know, like, yeah, pay the, gives pay you a little, it. gives you a little bit more extra summer. Be like, Hey, just pay us $3,000 before the school year starts, yeah, whatever it takes. And we'll go pick up your school supplies. I would totally be down for that. Yeah. Because I haven't had to, I haven't reached that point of parenthood. I know you're there. Um, 
that seems like a nightmare doing the school it supply is. shot. Yeah, it seems like just absolutely awful. And I really don't have all that much to do with it. My wife, um, she just figures it out. She does all of it. And I might pick up a ruler uh, like yeah. on, a, on a mad hunt at midnight the night before school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it. But I, I just, I feel her stress and I want to relieve it. So I'd rather, that's that's our next thing. We just need to start a company that buys your school supplies for you. You give us the list. Mm. What are we doing here anymore? What are we doing? Well, can't Amazon do that? Couldn't, couldn't Amazon, in theory... Like they have your address. Like let's right. not, we could be creepy. If you had kids profiles and you had their ages on there, they'd be like, okay, he's in third grade. Boom. Let me just fill your cart. That'd be so great. You listening Bezos. There's one, <laughs> there's one for you while you're off he's rocketing. <laughs> while you're off rocketing to the moon, maybe you should be listening to a regional movie podcast <laughs> for some ideas <laughs> about how to better your evil corporation. I don't know. That's right. That's right. I saw the rice video with the tick on the TikToks mm-hmm. with the the billion dollars versus the trillion dollars versus yeah. quintillion dollars. I we'll read see you, Bezos. I read today that Bezos could buy every NFL, NBA, and NHL team and still have a few billion dollars to spare. Well, holy cow! Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Must yeah. be nice, but also not nice. Um, who knows? Anyway, that's enough about him. That's enough about school. Let's talk about movie news, Kirk. Can we can we yes. pop it up? Yes, please. All right. Now listen, we're starting with one that we would not normally start with. Okay, I just want to say this: we're not a tabloid, we're not a gossip column. We don't really talk about actors' lives. We don't talk about their love interests. We don't talk about Brangelina. We don't talk about any of that. And mm-hmm. I know that's mm-hmm. not a thing anymore. But we don't talk about it. But this one, we're going to talk about briefly because we have a new Spider-Man, Kirk. Yes. That's a term that I believe I coined. Uh, I don't know if anybody else came up with that, but trademark pending Spider-Man, that's that's all me. I'll fill out the patent. Thanks. I appreciate that uh, because I think it's pretty genius. I saw other people using different terminology. I was like, no, Spider-Man. And the reason we have that is because page six... Took some creepy photos of Tom Holland and Zendaya, who appear to be in a relationship of sorts. And yes. um, I say creepy photos. The photos themselves aren't creepy, but page six is creepy for sending their little rat out there to to sneak on people and, and take photos. But because of that, we now know that Tom Holland and Zendaya, are our Peter Parker and MJ, are a thing. And the reason this is, is significant is that every silver screen... Peter Parker and counterpart female yes. have had a relationship of some sorts off the screen. We had Kirsten Dunst and Toby, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, and now the full circle, the, the trifecta, Zendaya and Tom Holland. What are your thoughts, Kirk? Uh, it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter right? of time. And it's inevitable. it just proves how strong the relationship is between Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It's quite a beautiful thing. Now, should we rank our favorite couple, even though these two are freshly in love? Sure. One, two, three, right? Yeah. Um, top couple has to go to Mr. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. There's nothing cuter than Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. Ever. I cry Ever. every day that they're not together. It's, it's so fact. sad. It you is. saw them, the flirtation in the hallway in the movie, and you just know that that was their life. I know. And it was so 
Beautiful. It was. Then, then I gotta go. Then I gotta go. Uh, Tom Holland and, and Zendaya. Next. I also agree with that. And coming in third, Toby and Kirsten, just because uh, we know Toby has uh, questionable morals, uh, the mm. most questionable morals out of all three. So, wow. Yeah. Hot takes. <laughs> um, I don't know why I don't like that one as much, but that's the exact ranking <laughs> I would do. That's the exact <laughs> ranking I would do. And here's what I would say. Lots of people are losing their minds about this. We're, we're obviously adding to that noise because we let off our show with that story. And uh, do I feel good about that? No, probably not. But we did it anyway. And... Here's the thing. As long as they're happy, I'm happy, right? They seem like good kids, right? They're, you know, they're in lots of my favorite programs and content. I say, you know, just be you. Live your life. Let these people live and stop taking creepy photos, but still let us know if they're dating because it's important. Any chance it's just a PR move? Yo, for sure. There's a chance. They they really want, maybe they're trying to sell some tickets, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, they kiss on screen. What's the difference, right? Right. Same thing. You know, no big deal. They're actors. Like, let's try this Thespians. out. Let's, uh, let's see if we can uh, make this a thing. Uh, yeah. Let's, and then if it doesn't work out, we'll Feige make called it in. Feige's like, listen, I want to be the biggest post-pandemic movie ever, but also the biggest movie in the world. I was thinking, you know, a billion dollars is great, but you know what's really great? Two and a half billion dollars. Three billion dollars. That's, that's what's right. Fe- that's Feige called it in for sure. Feige's got a whiteboard and he's got like newspaper clippings he's because he's sitting there trying to out outsmart James Cameron because yeah. the avatars are coming, right? So he's in his basement and he says, What is it? I know Tom Zendaya. That's right. Come meet me. That's what it's, it's going on. It's pretty smart. It, it's it feels like a Feige move because it's the exact right move at the exact right time. Yeah. Everybody's talking about trailers, right? They're like Give us the No Way Home trailer, you know? Is it going to be before Black Widow? Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about toys that are leaking, showing new mm. suits and new weirdness that are making people speculate about the plot. How do you diffuse that? Boom, look over here. Shiny new relationship happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kirk, you're onto it. I think you're onto it. If I had to guess, speaking of trailer, don't you think it drops this week? Don't you think it drops before Black Widow? Here's the thing. Or, or, or will it would it outshine Black Widow if it dropped right before? If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said for sure it's coming before Black Widow. But now I think no. I think no. I I don't know why. I I don't have any specific reason for that. I just, Mm -hmm. I am starting to believe no, because I think we would have heard something about it. You know, I I think they would have, I think think something would have gotten out that there's a trailer coming. If they do, I will be very pleasantly surprised. But, I mean, it has to come at some point, right? That movie comes out in December. It's July. I mean, five months is definitely where you start to see teasers and stuff, like, for sure. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. So, I don't know, man. There there are people speculating, Redditors and, and, and the like, speculating that there is something in Loki, the Loki finale, that will feed directly into No Way Home, and so they're waiting for that episode to drop before... They drop the trailer. Yeah. Um, maybe they tack on the No Way Home trailer as a post-credit scene. I don't know. Uh, this is all speculation. I have no idea. But they're, that's that's what the universe is speculating right now. There are people out there. Well, 
we will speculate away. We will speculate That's away right. on this. We'll speculate away on our other. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, uh, what would I you mean, call it's just it? a different series. Yeah, it's a different series. popcorn offshoot thesaurus dot com. Um, whatever you may uh, web series, all of that on spilled popcorn. Where we spill the beans on all of this stuff. That's we'll right. We'll talk about it there. We will. We will. All right, we're moving on. No more. We're, we're not going to do any more tabloid stuff. That one was big, though. We had to talk about that. I, I don't feel good about it, but we had to talk about it, and I just hope they're happy. Okay, that's the last I'll say on it. Here's something else that's big. There's a guy by the name of Quentin Tarantino, Kirk. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He's kind of a big deal. Who's he this? is, um, you know, he has said for years that he's only going to direct 10 films, and then he's out. He's going to get out. He, he basically has cited that after 10 films, there is not a very long list of directors who stay good after their 10th film, and so he wants to go out at the top of his game. I think a lot of people feel like Once Upon, in to- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might have been the top of his game. And so, of course, the question was asked, I believe, by IndieWire, are you really going to stop after 10 movies? He said, yes, he's going to stop. So 10 movies confirmed, he's out. All right, as far wow. as directing films... The other thing he said, lots of people have been wondering, is it possible that his 10th movie would be Kill Bill Volume 3? He said that option is still on the table and that if he were to make it, he would love to do, um, he would love to cast Maya Hawke as the, the bride, Uma Thurman's daughter, because she's Uma Thurman's daughter in real life. How's that sound? I love it. I absolutely love it. Maya Hawke just slipped into uh, entertainment out of nowhere, I feel like. Uh, she just uh, became a, a gift that we had no idea was coming. I forgot that Uma and uh, Ethan were a thing. Mm-hmm. And I just love everything she's putting out here. Uh, recently, she is starring in the Netflix new film series that just dropped. Uh, Fear Street. It, uh, Fear Street. Yeah. Street. Fear Street. Uh, 1994. And she's in there very briefly. But she mm-hmm. steals the show. She's fantastic. I yeah, love this. She was music. in Stranger Things. She mm-hmm. she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she's already worked with Quentin before. We know we obviously know that she has a relationship with or Uma Thurman has a relationship with Quentin Tarantino, having worked with him before. Yes. Um, would be interesting. How do you feel about the idea though of his tenth and final film being Kill Bill Volume Three? I would be down for it because Kill Bill Volume Two was good, but man, I love the first one more. I really did. And uh, I feel like he needs to bring it home. Bring it home with number three. I'm against it. I want Ooh. something new. I want something new. I want something original. I want I mm. want something. I mean, not that Kill Bill Volume 3 wouldn't be original, but just like he's only doing 10 films. So for, th- for 30% of his films that he's directed to be Kill Bill, I don't know. Like Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2, they're not my, they're not my favorite Tarantinos. I like them both. I think they're great. Um, but I would be a little bit sad. I want something. I want something different. I want something in the in the vein of Inglorious Bastards or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Django. Like that's the vibe. That's the vibe. Mm-hmm. I want. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what genre he could he could dabble with that he could cross genres again. I don't know what that would be. I don't, I don't know, know what it would be. For years, people have wondered <laughs> that he might say that the Kill Bills don't count as separate movies themselves, mm-hmm. and that they're actually one big movie split into so three have, parts. Then we'd have two pieces left, right? But we know that that's not true now because Hateful Eight, was he, he marketed it as the eighth film. He marketed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the ninth film. Um, so that door seems closed. But 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. But for right now, he says he's sticking with 10, and then he's out the dough. All right? Man. I know. Pour one out for Quentin Tarantino's movie career. Um, All right. Next up. Here's an interesting one. So we've got Venom Let There Be Carnage is coming out soon. According to Empire, Tom Hardy is getting a story by credit in that movie. As in, he will be one of the people listed under story by... And it'll say story by Tom Hardy. And the reason for that is that he is so involved in the direction of the film that they felt it necessary to add him as a story by credit um, because of his influence on the character and the actual direction of the plot. Does this news make you more or less excited for Venom Let There Be Carnage, Kirk? <laughs> uh, it makes me more excited. It, it, it's perplexing because uh, Tom Hardy famously is an actor who doesn't read the entirety of scripts before signing on to them. So with that knowledge, thinking that he's going through this process and rewriting it, it it's very intriguing and mm-hmm. it, it tells me, you know, he's doing, he's doing the homework and he says, no, 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 I don't want to do that because this is how it goes you know that's it that's a good that's a good actor move to say my character would actually say this and direct help direct the way of the story in a collaborative form yeah they say that he you know in that same empire article they were saying that he is like they, they said that he was married to venom like he loves this character this movie eddie brock venom he loves the whole thing so um i'm one of the people who who kind of liked the first venom i, th- I thought that it was it could have been better, but it wasn't bad, and it had all the things that you would want in a superhero movie. So, I'm eager to see what they get this second time around. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm probably in the same camp. I think better. There are sometimes where people get a little too close to a project that they can't like, they can't see the light. You know, <laughs> they're yes. like a little bit too close. So I always worry yes. about that a little bit. But I don't know that that's the case here. I trust Tom Hardy. I trust him. Don't lead us astray, Tom. Come on. Don't you dare. All right. Next up. We were talking a lot about Fast and the Furious last week because of F9. Well, the Fast and the Furious franchise um, has always, you know, we have the core nine films and only one spinoff so far, and that was 2019's Hobbs and Shaw that Mm -hmm, came out. mm -hmm. Well, now there were rumors, I think we talked about it before, there were rumors of a Dom Toretto spinoff, and now there is a confirmed rumor that a movie is in the works, a new spinoff movie based on... Charlize Theron's, I said that weird, Charlize Theron's character, Cypher, spinoff of The Fast and Furious, about the villain, Cypher. What's your reaction to this, Kirk? Uh... You think we need this? <gasps> think you'd have a hard time convincing me that we don't need this movie, Kirk. That's what I'm saying. Oh, really? No, oh, really? No. I... I I thought I thought her presence in the ninth movie felt weird and unnecessary. I, I didn't really talk about it during the review, but I was like, why why is she here? Um, I think she's a I think she's a good villain and, and probably one of the better actors to ever be in the Fast franchise. But um, not sure that we, she needs her own movie. I assume this is going to be some sort of like Maleficent, Cruella situation, like an origin story. You know, I don't yeah. see really where else they go with it, but. Um, Suffice to say, the Fast series is not going away. We may be getting two more core entries in the timeline and then being done, but these spinoffs are coming at you, and they're coming at you fast and furious, Kirk, whether you like it or not. I don't like it. I think that maybe this... (laughs) I think that maybe this move 
is either the studio. I don't know if the studio is the same. I haven't looked it up. If it's the same as as the uh, as whoever's producing Mad Max, is it the same studio? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't think because so. if it is, then it's probably an apology for not putting her in Furiosa. Uh, mm, for the Mad Max uh, prequel. No, but otherwise, I think it's a silly move. You know, she is an Academy Award winning actress and she mm-hmm. probably will be again. She's been nominated a bajillion times, won for Monster all those years ago. She's a baller. And so good. She was so good in it also, by the way. And I, I just, I, there's so many other franchises that has her name in it. We've got the old guard on Netflix that I can very much see her continuing on. It's not a villain role, but... I don't know. There's so many cool things that she could spend her time on. Why this? Ugh. Well, she's still working on the old guard. Actually, she just confirmed that the script for the old guard sequel is done and that filming starts nice. in early 2022. So that's coming your way, Kirk. I'm down for that. I'm she says, why that. can't I do the old guard and <laughs> the cypher spinoff? I mean, she can. She absolutely <laughs> that's can. That's right. She can. <laughs> and but she I will. Wish she would. <laughs> I know. I know. But here we are. We're gonna be Kirk. Just just face it. We're gonna be reviewing Fast and the Furious movies for the rest of our lives. That's what that's what's gonna happen. Fast and the Furious is gonna be like the the now. That's what I call music. It is. It's gonna be like Fast Forty Seven, <laughs> faster and furiouser and furiosaer, and then it's a, it's ties into Mad Max. But also, as long as these films keep delivering Dom Toretto family memes with Vin Diesel. Oh. I am all over it because those memes are slaying me. I I saw one today uh, and I don't know where I saw it. So I apologize to whoever created this work of art, but it was Mufasa falling off the side of the cliff and Dom Toretto reaching his hand out the side of his car and pulling him into the passenger seat. And I cried laughing during my lunch break today. I was absolutely dead. It was so funny. Oh um, man. There was also one that I saw that said, um, you have to fight for your life against either Thanos or Dom Toretto. Who are you picking? Also, Dom Toretto is fighting to protect his family. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to go with Thanos, man. Nobody messes with the familia. It's absolutely incredible. There, I mean, you know how, how sometimes Twitter will create its own like uh, headers that last there for a while? Like COVID-19 has been up there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they should have one just for this. Just for the <laughs> Dom Toretto memes because there are, yes, I, to, I, full, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, they are the best. Yeah, here's a, here's a comment. The faster, what does this say? The fastester <laughs> and the furiest durest. 100 yes. that, that that has to be the next title if it's not i'll be outraged <laughs> it's the only title that makes sense at this point all right oh man we're done talking about fast and the furious for at least another week Kirk. but Maybe. for like the next month we may still be posting those memes so just <laughs> yeah just, just be ready for that let us <laughs> okay a couple of quick hitters a couple of quick hitters for you so dropping alongside loki episode five which is the penultimate episode of the show tomorrow um Monsters at Work, the Monsters, Inc. television show, the very first ever Pixar television series is dropping on Disney Plus tomorrow. Um, So we got that one coming up. If you got kids or you're into the Monsters universe, Kirk and I have both just gushed about how much we love Monsters, Inc. We'll be checking it out. That thing is coming your way tomorrow, so don't miss it. It was originally supposed to drop last Friday, but then they moved all their releases to Wednesday, and so they shifted it by five days. So if you were wondering what what happened there, that's what happened. But it's coming Mm -hmm. at you tomorrow. A couple of other things. Succession, season three, got a teaser trailer that was 
released on the newly minted Succession Twitter account today. And uh, I got, I mean, listen, I keep subjecting you guys to Succession stuff. Me and Kirk, we actually talked about it today. I was like, Kirk, I don't think I can do another Succession story. I don't think enough people care. And you were like, we're doing it because people need to care. And that gave me goosebumps because it's true. Oh. It's true. People do need to care. If you're not watching this show, I think, I don't know. I feel, I feel somewhat comfortable saying that it might be the best show on television right now. And it's returning for season three, and we got a teaser trailer. Kirk, did you get a chance to check it out? I did. I did. I thought that when I turned it on, it was just old footage. Yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I just kind of watched it passively. But then I'm like, no, I have not heard this dialogue before. This mm-hmm. is what's coming. This is great. And it was really wonderful to see the family uh, in all of their chaos back again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I cannot wait. It's coming this fall. We don't have an official release date yet, but that one's coming. If you want to check it out, I will try to post it on social tomorrow if I can remember, but otherwise go to the Succession Twitter account. I think it's just like at Succession HBO or something like that, mm-hmm. and you can you can check it out there. Um, I'll also probably drop it in Discord if you want to join our Discord server, which I highly yes. recommend as well. Alrighty, last couple. Lovecraft Country, speaking of HBO, Lovecraft Country will not return for season two. Um, HBO citing ratings and cost as the reason for its cancellation. Word on the street is that Misha Green, who's the showrunner, as well as uh, co-stars Journey Smollett and uh, Jonathan Majors were ready to go, had their schedules prepared for this. They expected it to be coming. This was seen as sort of a blindside. Um, Misha Green being pretty vocal about that on social media, even went as far as to release the scripts um, for the 10 episodes season two on her website. So uh, yeah, this was a, this was a shocking blow. So um, Lovecraft country, not moving forward at HBO. So for any Lovecraft country fans out there of which I was one, I I mean, I didn't, it wasn't like my favorite show ever. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but I thought it was cool and I watched it. Um, That one is not moving forward. So thoughts and prayers to you guys. We believe in you. Last up, Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know if you you guys have heard of this one yet, but this is a movie starring Karen Gillan. It's got a really cool um, aesthetic to it, kind of like the very the very in aesthetic right now of this like neon punk rock type of vibe. It stars Karen Gillan, like I said, who is Nebula from the MCU um, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That movie is not even released yet. It actually drops on. Netflix a week from tomorrow, so July 14th, and it already has a sequel in the works. So Netflix feels like they have something here, and that makes me all the more excited to check out Gunpowder Milkshake dropping next Wednesday on Netflix. Check it out. Should be a good one. All right, Kirk. Anything else? Anything else you want to chat about? I have nothing else. I have nothing else to give you, Cam, except for... (laughs) review goodness of the tomorrow war uh and a little game uh whatever order you want to do it at sounds good but let's pop it up one last time before we do thank you for listening to this episode of popcorn for breakfast our executive producer is ryan spriggs and our original music is by rhetoric you can check them out on spotify apple music and amazon music we are on facebook at popcorn the number four breakfast as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. 
If you liked this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you.